Nice to meet Hi, Evan. And, and welcome, welcome back, back to, to the, the Take 5, Five Podcast. podcast. <laughs> 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 That's one way to go about <laughs> Serena, you know, for those who can't see. Um, I meant to make like a cheering Serena sound. Serena just, just threw <laughs> her face into her hands and just blew. <laughs> I couldn't I think of what it was. What sound I should make this time. Right. Well, just, all, right. all right. Let's wrangle back ourselves the, in. Back to the topic at hand. Serena, who are we talking to today? We're talking to my good friend, Ali Trim. Woo! Or as, <laughs> <laughs> or as you may know her, the original Patrice in 13. Ooh! And Kim in Bye Bye Birdie, the most recent revival. Kim McAfee. Kim McAfee. Um, yeah. <laughs> So we talked to her today about our favorite uh, performances <laughs> of, by an actress. Yes, female. Right. And we, I, I want to put out a little PSA before we begin. Oh, okay. And it's that we don't want to say oh. that we're like empirically ranking these women because this is the first time that we've actually exactly. It, it sounds it sounds terrible. Because um, this is the first time we've dealt directly with people. So we don't mean to say that any performance is genuinely better than the other. It's just a tribute right. to these performances that we thoroughly enjoy yeah. and in honor of. Realistically, them. our favorite performances are whatever performance we have to we happen to be watching and enjoying at the time, right? Yes. But these are just ones that have inspired us a lot that we obsess over and we <laughs> wanted to share them with you. Yes. And here on the take five podcast, we share and express things solely through the form of numbered lists. Um, it speaks a thousand words. True. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, without further ado, sit back, sit back, relax, relax, and enjoy. And enjoy the take, take five, five podcast. podcast. <laughs> But first, a game segment with our friend Lauren Coco Cone. Hi, Coco! Hi, friends! And welcome everyone to our first rendition of Games with Coco! playing some fun games with yes. our good friend Lauren Coco Cone. Yes. So Coco. That was clapping. That was applause. I have to wonder. <gasps> did you prepare at all? Did you do some big research before this to find out? Because what this game show is basically going to be is Serena and I going, how much does Coco know? Can we stump oh, Coco? Dear. All about musical theater. Coco should have studied. She did not. Maybe so. Maybe so. It's easier for Serena and I. But Coco. <laughs> yes. The first game will be we the Lula that we will be playing is Broadway, Broadway according, according to, to Wikipedia. Wikipedia. It is where mm-hmm. we will take little excerpts, little bits and pieces mm-hmm. from Wikipedia pages about Broadway musicals. There'll be little little lyrics, little bits of the plot, little things like that. And we're going to throw them all at your face. And you Ouch. have to guess which 
musical like we're talking it. about. Okay. Um, I'm assuming that you're going to be giving me very obtuse hints. You're not going to give me things that are little gifts, I don't right? know, Coco. You just have to wait and see. All right, I'm ready. Whoever is not um, giving the musical, whether it be me or Evan, um, are going to be helping you guess, and we do yeah. not know it as well. So, Coco, are you ready? Are, are you ready? Do you have I your am brain ready. picked apart? <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, I, pull a pe- I peeled it back. <laughs> All right, Serena, would you like to start us off? Don't I, let me see it. Don't let me okay. see it. I would love to. Ooh. All right. Your first hint is, your first excerpt, the story is a contemporary nature versus nurture plot. Okay, so it's like a psychological show, right? We are what we come from, or we are born. Uh-huh. Right. Wow. I feel that could go a million directions. Right. My yeah. brain is going down the road of, like, um, shows that's based <laughs> I, around mental illness and stuff like that. Oh, and I went to Fun Home immediately. Oh, okay. So my first guess is going to be Fun Home. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very uh, bold one to start off with, Coco. <laughs> well, I'm allowed to guess, and it doesn't throw the game, right? Sure, I can, sure, my, sure, oh, sure. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Um... That would be from my first clue. That is what I would have guessed. Mm. Although next to normals may be a good guess, Maybe. by the way. Um, okay, I'm going to guess Susicle. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a very good guess, Evan. Thank you. Thank you. It's always You know what? Susicle. You never know, you know when it's na- going to be Susicle. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of mental illness. Right. Susicle. Uh, Jojo is experiencing right. so much in his imagination. Yeah, anyone who's watched it knows. <laughs> may I please have the second clue? Yes, Another you hand. may. Um, the next thing is from the plot section in Wikipedia. Alrighty, alrighty. She decides to move and persuades her husband, who realizes she is becoming ill. So it's definitely a psychological show. She decides to move. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, um, oh, go, go, go. Uh, um, uh, this is probably wrong. Bridges of Madison County. No. Oh, I was getting so scared. I went back to. It's all over for Serena. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you you picked a toughie. Okay, let's move on to let's move on to hint number three. Yes, shall we? Yes. This is a lyric. How quickly an idea planted can take root and grow into a plan. The thought conceived in this very room. Ooh. Mm. That sounds like, I don't think you would choose this, but it sounds like it's from Secret Garden. No. Does it not? It does. That's right. that's a lovely guess. Very? My guess is going to be A Doll's Life. No. Wow. But that is a good, also a good guess, if you don't mind my, adding myself on my own back. Very smart Interesting. I, I don't have a better guess than my current guesses, so I'm going to have to All go right. for more information. All right. The next thing are just things pulled from, like, the opening description um, to make it a little maybe easier right. to start guessing. The different oh, oh. the different environments take the twins to opposite ends of the social spectrum. Twins. Ooh, twins. This is... There are twins. Oh, so there are... Okay. Are the twins the main characters, I wonder, probably? I don't, I don't know that many twi- twin shows. I was just thinking it sounds like Spring Awakening, but then you threw the twin wrench at us uh, and it bonked me over the head <laughs> who has twins we have sideshow they have twins 
Um, I don't know. <laughs> just I don't know you. that what, show. What show has twins? Have I officially stumped Coco? It's possible. Officially <laughs> stumped Coco. Okay. No, there's still time, right? I right. get to know who stars in yeah, it yeah, before, yeah. before this ends. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wow, nature versus nurture. That makes me think that the twins didn't grow up in the same place. They were split apart, oh like my the Prince goodness. and the Pauper kind of thing. Oh like my a, goodness. It's like as, a city mouse and... Yes, uh, or Coco, what's... what's since, since you're talking about that, can I tell you the next hint? Sure. It's I literally just wrote twins separated at birth. Yeah, right, oh, okay, of course. Okay, okay. All right, right, so you got that. Um. So I was already heading there, and then <laughs> it, I go to... I go to Twins separated at birth. That story feels like it's been told a million times, right. but yes. not so much in musicals, Mm-mm. in my immediate awareness. But let's think about it. Um, Why would you write a show Lo- that requires twins? What's the Lindsay Lohan movie that... Um, Freaky Friday. <laughs> no, no, where they're, where they're sisters and one's British yeah. and they... I, I know what you're talking about. Parent Trap! The Parent Trap! Um, it is not the musical version of The Parent Trap. That didn't exist, I don't think. Is it? Um, why don't you guess it just in case? No, it's not. It's not. Okay. That didn't exist. I don't know why I Just, don't. like, say what rhymes with the title or something? <laughs> no, don't, no, don't do that. Music is by Willie Russell. Mm. I, I truly cannot help you, Coco. Yeah. I, I don't know. You've stumped me. It is uh, Blood Brothers. Oh, oh, of course. Never of heard. Of course it is. I might Did have you... heard of that. What it? Blood Brothers. That's the that's the kind of show that I saw once, but people have a history of seeing dozens and hundreds of times. Sorry, I couldn't even get there. I wouldn't have never gone anywhere near it. Ha! Yay! It's a well-loved show a by many, many, many. Right. Yeah. All right, Coco. Yep. Are you ready for mine? Well, yeah, I feel like a loser, but sure. Yeah, hopefully this will be a little <laughs> bit easier. Alrighty. Yeah. Are you ready for the first hint? Sure. Again, I always, I look at the title and I just <laughs> be like, your first hint is this, the title. The and title. Go. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Okay, the first hint. The review contains snippets of his famous homespun style of wisdom and common sense. Oh. I think that's kind of and low. I think, I think, well, I think review is spelled... U-E. So it is It is a musical review. Oh. I don't know. And also used he. Oh, is that not so? If only you could have read the Wikipedia page, Coco. <laughs> yes. Would you please read us that quote again? Very well. The review contains snippets of his famous homespun style of wisdom and common sense. So that feels like it's Mark Twain-based. It was saying he, so I, I'm feeling it's assumed they're talking about the And the only the he who... can be Mark Twain. <laughs> yeah. No, there well, at least, I, at least I, there is only one he. Um, homespun wisdom. Oh, maybe it is Will Rogers Follies. It is Will oh! Rogers yeah! Follies. Possibly the most infamous Tony win. Could I get a good on ya? Could I yeah. say good for you? Good on ya. I never, sure. That's what we teens say. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you. Yeah. It sounds kind of Chekhovian and sort of British, sure. and I don't know what. Good on you. Good on you. Um, um, well, thank you wow. for joining us, Coco. That was kind of a good balance, sure, right? a balance where... One that was hard to get, one that I got. I'm sorry to say right you away. objectively lost on on the first one. Yeah. <laughs> 
lost the first time ever playing right. the game. And then the second time Objectively around, lost. Yes, objectively. Yep. So sorry. But the second time, got it first hint. Yeah. Wow. Hashtag it gets better. Yeah, what a way to pick apart the brain of Coco. Thank you all for joining us. This has been Games with Coco! Ow! Hey, how about that, Coco? Isn't she a hoot? Yeah. Okay. Well, now... We kind of pranked you guys with the little games with Coco, but now it is time for the actual interview with Broadway star Allie Trim. Enjoy. Hi, Hi Allie. Allie. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Take Five Podcast. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. How are you? Yeah. I'm great. I'm sitting by my little Christmas tree Aww. with my little Netflix fireplace okay. um, and all my little Christmas presents oh under goodness. the tree. Adorable, so I'm feeling adorable. nice and cozy. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. How are you both? I'm good. We're fine. We're fine. It's been a tiring evening. It's been a tiring we've evening. Been, we've been going through it, but it's all to produce the greatest product that we can. For the listeners. Yeah, for the listeners. Everything I'm always we do thinking is of the listeners. The listeners. That is the type of dedication <laughs> yes. we love to I'm see. I'm glad you're appreciating In the year 2020. Yeah, no, I'm here we for don't, it. I don't and think you we know what? We're, we're, we're going into a new <laughs> yes. year, too. So yeah. Ah, Jesus Christ. Ah. Woo, <laughs> 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 to the new year. Yes. So is there anything going on with mm-hmm. you right now, Allie, that you'd like to plug, allude to, maybe? Wow, what a question question. for the holiday season. No, I'm good. So I um, have been kind of like hanging out this whole pandemic. I Obviously, theater shut down, so I've been vibing. I moved into a new apartment, so I love my new apartment. Oh, yeah. And I've just been teaching like full time. I am teaching voice lessons now, and it's really fun. And I'm teaching full time, and I'm learning more than I've ever learned Mm. in these like little (laughs) relationships that I'm building with my students. Um, I know. <laughs> and then I'm also back in school, so I'm on my little school wonderful, break right now. Wonderful. We love an um, education. If any one. listeners don't know, I fully dropped out of college. Uh-huh. Yeah, we love an education. <laughs> uh, fellow, not my fellow I... college student. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So now both of my younger siblings have surpassed me uh-huh. in their education, and I'm I'm playing a little catch up this year. So it's been really fun, and busy, and sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, yeah. now it's just like Christmas and. Yeah, gearing up to just spend some time mm-hmm. FaceTiming my family. <laughs> but Allie, we don't care about any of that. Yeah, no, it's 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 irrelevant. It's, it's irrelevant. Yeah, I know, I know. You were just being polite. Yeah, I understand. It's you know, we got to make sure they kind of know who you if are. If only we like, cared. About, yeah. I don't think anyone. No, no one's heard, who what's thirteen? Who bye bye, Birdie. I've never heard, heard of it. But anyway, what we really want to know, <laughs> Allie, is what are your top five favorite performance by a leading lady? In a musical. I know it's a little specific, but yeah. I just really wanted to know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it is specific, but it's a good type of specific. It's a niche that I feel passionately sure. about. Who wouldn't? And, as a leading, you know, as as a leading lady myself <laughs> in my prime, I have some strong feelings. Um, so do you want me to just like jump in because I I need you're gonna have to right. you know, reel me in right. if I get too carried away. Totally. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm following. I understand. So without <laughs> the rhythm, I think. Further ado, <laughs> ado, Ali, what is your number five? Enlighten us. Okay, my number five 
coming in hot. Yes. yes. Oh my god. Maybe basic, but Nothing's all of my basic. top five are all pretty on the same basic plane. Sure, but why not? number five, we're gonna come in hot with Sutton Foster in <laughs> Little Women. A wonderful. <laughs> listen, choice. listen. It's you know, basic because it's good. Yes. It's it's a fundamental that cannot be right. Ignored. It's basic because exactly. we all that, agree. Yeah. <laughs> It's she like one of the food pyramids. Yes, she's an atom in our yeah, existence sure. of theater. <laughs> exactly. She's, she's the, the, what is it? The, the father, son, the, the holy spirit. spirit. The, not the chromosome. <laughs> the, the mitochondria. The mitochondria. <laughs> the powerhouse of himself. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> um, so that's my number five, yes. Um, oh. Astonishing, that song mm-hmm. we love. Mm-hmm. That's. Is there any I mean, specific, like, about the performance that, like, yeah. really strikes you? Uh, really just the song, Astonishing. Mm-hmm. Growing okay. up, that was, like, the first song where I was like, oh, this is, if I can sing this, then I can sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, it was my, sh- her voice was my, like, initial right. gauge. Yeah. Of what it's was so, so Sutton, I think we can't, like, say what our favorite performances are without both alluding to the material that they're performing mm-hmm. as well as to the actors themselves. Mm-hmm. And Sutton is such like a staple in the mind of like young theater yeah. fans. She's just such an enigma and she brings such spunk mm-hmm. to every role. Yeah. She's love such, her. she's yeah. also just such a technically perfect triple threat right. and it's exactly. just <laughs> Yes. And she does carry she's such so energy. Magnetic. I know. It makes me <laughs> angry how good she is at everything. And she, <laughs> I know she was wonderful in that role. Yeah, I think most people know that the plot of that musical. Sure. It's very. It had. There's a movie off of the same story <laughs> in a book. So, <laughs> but we don't care about any of that. We only care. Yeah, about we only care Sutton. about how great Sutton was. <laughs> right, right, right. We don't care about the other Little Women. It's just. Totally. That's, she's just the one that I care about. <laughs> All right, Serena. My what number is your five. Number five. So my number five was one of my first introductions into performance and mm-hmm. my type and how I wish Wonderful. to perform. My number five is Christian Chenoweth as Glinda in Wicked. Of course. And oh. I, so I, of course. I remember like falling in love with it, first of all, because it's the perfect role for her. It's, it's a perfect example of an actor being put into a role that they are just made to play. There's, right. there's be, there's being able to play something that maybe isn't you and then just playing something that is a hundred percent you. She has mm-hmm. that energy. She has that like giggliness and dorkiness, but still like very attractive and, and uh, I've always wanted to play Glinda and <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I, I can see it. I can it with your little space my little, now and your little curly wings. My little, I'm very, totally I'm very small audience. Um, <laughs> and also just her performance. I, I always knew it to be very funny and very heartfelt just from the, the song Popular, but I recently revisited it and I looked at her and I'm like, she is just such, she's an She's actress. just killing it. She just has so and much heart. And she still got it, yes. by the way. She can still perform the heck out yes. of that song and just not even just yeah. popular but for like um the one the duet between um Elphaba and glinda like the called defying gravity yeah um but just <laughs> <laughs> but just when she's saying goodbye i look at her and she's just she's to tears and i'm like she's just such a beautiful performer right and i think in in my opinion that's my favorite role she's ever done too yeah sure uh yeah i would agree with you yeah yeah, she. It's just like you said that role, Glinda the Good, mm-hmm. you know, from the Wizard of Oz. But 
she plays a mostly younger mm-hmm. um glinda and it she's just so <laughs> so bubbly and it just seems so perfectly tailored to her yeah. as a performer yeah um yeah she's literally a icon of perfection and <laughs> she's the i used to have a t-shirt with all of the wicked like cast photos <laughs> on it that I, I I ironed on the pictures myself. <laughs> I was gonna say, would you find that later? I'll bring right, the right, story right. back in. Always we'll a, a little bit of a star. We're gonna put a pin in that. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a problem that <laughs> All right, Evan, what's Beautiful. your number five? My number five is a role that I love so much, and it is Bernadette Peters as mm. Dot in Sunday oh, in the Park with George. Yes. And so good. this is another role. Dot is not easy because she's an annoying character. Yeah. Just by, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And she can't, um, she can't read or write. She's very um, along for the ride. And she just wants a partner like George, who is mm-hmm. very unique and mm-hmm. driven. Um but Bernadette, the what she brings to it, her voice, she brings the just the exact amount of annoyance to that role yeah. so that she like constantly has your attention, but there's still so much heart there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, paying attention to the content as well, Dot, she has she's the heart of the show. Mm-hmm. And there's so many moments. In so many songs, she she's given all the best moments in the show. Yeah. <laughs> where in the song, the song will just like slow down, and it'll it'll mostly just be her talking about her love for mm-hmm. George. And every time she has a moment like that, it like brings me to tears mm-hmm. when she goes like, "Your eyes, George. I love your eyes, yeah. George." And it's so so endearing that this person who's such a big personality Mm -hmm. who wants to be in the follies and be a showgirl Mm -hmm. and she has this incredible heart of gold that is such a beautiful foil to george yeah and i that is also probably my Mm -hmm. favorite uh uh, how do i put it uh favorite role of bernadette peters yeah definitely i thought that's why i picked it <laughs> okay, Evan. It's so memorable too. Just like the timbre of her voice right. and her presence on stage is so. And um, I don't think any role magnetic. suits her. Her Bernadette Peterness, mm-hmm. the shoulder shimmy, mm-hmm. the that's <laughs> well all that. that better than yeah. than Dot. Yeah. Right. Mm. So shall we proceed to, to your number four? four? We shall. We shall. <laughs> I'm excited. Yes, my number four. So this performance I did not see. I didn't see this, and yet it's still on my uh-huh, top five list. Totally. Um, Audra McDonald in Ragtime. Yeah. Mm. I I think I think the like my barometer for choosing these lists, I mean, are are very um like small moments in these women's performances course, that yeah. have stuck with me so deeply and hearing the song your daddy's son hearing the way she sings it without even seeing the video of it just hearing Mm -hmm. her voice on on that song I I mean I like cried the first 20 times I listened to it I did that thing where if I listen to one song I'll listen to it like a hundred times in a row until I'm completely burnt out huge problem I never got burnt out of that song I just never get tired of listening to her sing that and I've I've like looked for you know videos, duh, 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 whatever. But I've never seen her sing that live, and I feel like to see 
that performance mm-hmm. and her energy, her voice on that. Oh, definitely top five list. Number four. That's my number yes. four. Yes. Um, and to give context, in Ragtime, she plays um, a a black woman in the early 1900s mm-hmm. uh, who becomes a young mother um, and abandons her child and leaves the mm-hmm. um, postpartum depression. Um, mm-hmm. And she buries her child <laughs> in these people's backyards. Mm-hmm. So you, mm-hmm. you think of that and you think, how could that be a redeemable character? But it's because yeah. of Audra and the softness she brings yeah. to that role. Her voice is so unique because you rarely get these, you rarely get famous Broadway people who have a very soprano, operatic-like voice. And she has it and she owns it. And she's won more Tonys than any other performer <laughs> with it. And yeah. yeah. I love that role. That's another one that I've seen very little of, and yet it lives so prominently in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> Serena. So my number four? Your number four. My number four I have seen live, and it was such an honor. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> um, my number four is Katrina Link in Band's Visit. Mm. Um, oh, that's such a good one. <laughs> thank oh my gosh. you. So she did win the Tony Award for Best Actress. And this, it was, again, it was a perfect role for her. I I couldn't, I Mm -hmm. I can't think of any, I've seen so many other people play, and like, no, no offense to them. It's just, (laughs) I think she was perfect in every single way. She's what does it for you. Yes. And it's, it's because I've seen it with other people, and once again, not the discredit of them, but whenever she is on stage in that role, she becomes the main character. And whenever it's someone else, I, I just, it's not my main focus for some reason. But it's also, she has, she's so physical in everything mm-hmm, she does. Right. And it's just such an emotional character who, you, once again, you wouldn't think would be too redeemable. I mean, she, she's she's funny in, in a lot of different ways, but she also is someone who is a little po- problematic and flirtatious. But she... I don't know what it is, but in like Omar Sharif, she just lets the music fill her. And it's such a mm-hmm. new experience. And I was sitting like in the fourth row of the theater, completely enamored by her because her performance was just so in her body. And she was feeling mm-hmm. every word yeah. she was saying. And I like it just I was mesmerized by it. And I think it was a beautiful performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like she does that. She does it so well where she's not trying to show any of her, like, her character's experience. She's not putting on a show. She's just completely immersed in that moment. And the audience Mm -hmm. has no choice but to, like, dive into her performance. Yeah. And even. She's so good at, like, come to me, you know, listen to me. And even the smallest things, like on stage, she they'd be having a scene and she'd just be twirling her hair and like slowly shifting her knee back and forth. And I was just like, she like, she hardly moves her face sometimes. I'm just like, but I feel everything just through her physicality. Mm -hmm. And I thought she just held presence so well doing very Mm -hmm. little in every single scene. And she's definitely helped by having some of the most intense and gorgeous eyes Oh have ever goodness. seen. Yes, she is and, beautiful. Right. Yeah, she's so gorgeous, <laughs> which always helps. Always <laughs> helps. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yes. Right. Evan, your number My four? My number four. My dad just logged time. in. I don't even know what he just did. Yeah, he grabbed his keys. <laughs> Silly um, man. All right, Evan, what's your number four? <laughs> My number four is Beth Level in oh. The Drowsy Chaperone, who I've talked Woo-hoo. about at length on this podcast before. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to just hone in on her performance because mm-hmm. of how much it has shaped the way that I perform comedy, oh. the way that I watch comedy, that so much of it is in the little dorky things that you do <laughs> and you have the opportunity to bring so much to it and all of her little expressions she played the chaperone and the drowsy chaperone mm-hmm. and the premise is essentially she's drunk the whole time and the joke <laughs> is that she's being played by an older woman who's still trying to grasp on to her prime <laughs> and um mm. she just grabs that so well not that beth level is any of those things <laughs> and i i met her once spontaneously <laughs> in a hotel and <laughs> I just, I walked up to her and I was like, Miss Level. <laughs> and I, and I just, it hit me as like when she looked at me and she was incredibly kind and hugged me mm. and everything. It just hit me like you influence so much of who I am as a performer <laughs> and all because of that role, mm. because she just mm. kills it and brings so much of herself to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a masterclass in any um, comedic performance of how to put yourself into a role. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> On to... Oh, that makes me want to go see a whole <laughs> Right, <Yes>. definitely. <laughs> On to your <sighs> number three, Number three. Allie. Okay, so my number three is a tie between two people, and Ooh, this is okay. very yes. much inspired just because this was my introduction into what Broadway mm. was. So my number three is a tie between Kendra Kassenbaum as Glinda mm. and Stephanie J. Plum right. as Elphaba <laughs> in Wicked. Not a Wicked. And I, I, I know. What's this Wicked? Be, look, I'm, I told you guys, like, my answers are going to be sure. basic, but that's okay no. because it's just so good. And speaking of the t-shirt that I made so I saw Wicked on tour I saw both of them and they were like my idols you know I was like Mm -hmm. I don't know 10 and I saw them on tour and I got a picture at the stage door and I later printed that picture onto the front of my shirt and I bedazzled my shirt with rhinestones like (laughs) hand gluing each one I made a whole um collage that I put on the back and this is before (laughs) photo editing was a thing this was when I was on a big box computer Uh and I made I spent hours and I made this t-shirt so I went to go see it like the following year and it was still the same it was still Kendra and Stephanie, mm. and we waited for like four hours at the stage door because I just wanted to, to see Glinda again and show her that she was on my sh- my shirt, and I wanted to give her a hug and tell her how much I loved her. And we waited for like four hours, and then an ensemble member came back from their dinner break because I guess they were like the end of their leg of the tour, so they were having a barbecue, and she was like, are you still waiting? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, oh my gosh, I'll go tell her you're here. So she went back and told Kendra that there was some little girl with her face on a t-shirt waiting 
and Kendra came out <laughs> and she was so sweet to mm -hmm. me she was like oh my gosh I had no idea let me make it up to you let me come and show you behind the scenes let me show you the stage <laughs> so I'll galindify you oh. and so she put her little glitter eye makeup on me and she let me like touch her that's a literal dream and, come true oh my god it was such a dream come true and it it shaped the way that I view theater performers mm -hmm. because not only was she so mesmerizing and wonderful and hilarious and beautiful but mm -hmm. also to be so kind to me mm -hmm. and just like take this little girl backstage and kind of like birth this brand new dream that I didn't even know that I had it really shaped yeah. the way that I interact with people that I get to share my work with and mm -hmm. it, yeah. it just it's such a beautiful lens on what theater can be and yeah I definitely still have the shirt it's like hanging in my closet so oh. <laughs> I, I a love between both of them just because they were so fundamental yeah. to my yes. and, and theater experience. And Stephanie J. Block is also probably my favorite performance of Elphaba, I think. And Stephanie J. Block is just one of those singers where oh, it's just oh like, gosh. sing this note and she can do it. She can do... Oh, like that, that one recording in Falsettos where uh, in... Um, <laughs> Light for you dinner, must exercise like... it. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. Oh, I was thinking of the I oh and and then the bastard divorced me. Oh, they right. had him go they they had her go like an octave up and she was like, Okay, I don't yes. know if I can do it, but she just did and they're like, Great. Yes. <laughs> an obscure reference to an interview with her, the Thanksgiving interview. Yes. With oh the cast. of course. Alrighty, okay, Serena. My number three? Your number three. My number three, I actually haven't seen much of this performance, but it's just, I think, my favorite. It's that good. It's my, <laughs> it's my favorite performance of this character that I absolutely love, and it is Natasha, Natasha Richardson <laughs> as Sally in Cabaret. Oh, I wow. think this is my favorite portrayal of it, because I feel like, I feel like Sally, there, it's, all the performances are, like, vastly different in my mind. Right. Mm -hmm. She's such an interpretable character. Yes. And, but I feel like she really got, I've talked about Cabaret many times, and <laughs> I've always described Sally as uh, a little girl playing a sexual fantasy dress-up that likes to shock people and lives in her own little head and is incredibly ignorant. Um, but there's something about the way she performs, like, specifically Cabaret for me, that has just the way she's, that's, I don't know how to say it, but it's such a gentle, like, what good is sitting alone? Right. She has that little bit of innocence and not knowing to uh -huh. her that I think she gets really right. I think she has my favorite, uh, favorite, what, how, when you say a thing, favorite interpretation oh my god she has my favorite interpretation not even interpretation but just a uh, way of saying there we go great saying a great word of saying um the line uh she was the happiest corpse i've mm. ever seen mm. when i see her perform it a lot of people just kind of brush it off for some reason when i watch it or it's it, it, it doesn't which hit right. can be effective yes i think but it's something about the way she gets a pause in there it's that it, what it's my it's my favorite way it's been done mm -hmm. is that she uh she was the happiest and corpse. she pauses she just goes corpse and it's like <laughs> that one moment you're like she might actually have a one realization, but and then she just goes into, right. you know what? That's what I want. Mm. I want to be the happiest corpse I yes. can be. And she sure. just, you watch her submit into it and it breaks your heart. She's just my favorite interpretation. And, of and just that especially character. effective because she's another artist that we lost before. Um, oh, yeah. 
before their Rest career, long before their career was over, mm-hmm. um, which can be attributed to the character of Sally mm-hmm. fairly well. Mm. On that note, my number three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number three is Elaine Stritch in yes. Company. Who? Oh my goodness! Everything about her. I was thinking. I was thinking in the shower earlier today, <laughs> and it's funny that you say um, bring up Natasha right before I uh-huh. talk about Elaine because both of them are actresses yes. who can't really sing. Yeah. Um, or if Natasha could sing, I she might have been purposely not singing. Oh no! For yeah, Sally. I, she is a wonderful singer, but Sally is meant to be right. a bad singer. That's um, just what was but, going on. Uh, I think. Elaine is the most famous Broadway <laughs> uh, musical performer who could not sing at all. She was so <laughs> famously bad at it, and she capitalized on it. And it's because it's because she has this vitality, this constant way of approaching things that is at the same time brash, but also has so much nuance to it. Mm-hmm. And... So she plays Joanne in Company. This is the specific performance I'm talking about. In Joanne, she's a character who's supposed to be um, very observant. Observant. She's the oldest character yeah. in the show, and she's just been watching all these other types of people and scoffing at them and watching <laughs> their behavior. And Elaine, you can hear her singing so much about and like herself mm-hmm. in that performance. Yeah. And even though she can't sing, that doesn't mean what she does is by any means easy in terms of vocals. Because I know one time I was tasked with singing Ladies Who Lunch and I did not want to do it. Right. It was for my Um, 16th birthday surprise party. Um, And I did not want to do it. But then I was like, well, Elaine basically just yells the song. So I'll be fine doing it too. I am no singer. But so I don't know how she does it, but she can yell it in such a way. I think it's because she yells as her character um, and she is so herself that it doesn't matter. And I love her in Joanne, but so many of her singular performances, like all of the songs she does from Follies, whenever Mm. she does Broadway Baby and she gets that little, oh, and it's so, so funny. Or one from Marla. Sure. Or I one of her her famous performance of I'm Still Here at the Sondheim yeah. 80th birthday concert, where she at um in her mid eighties, um oh my gosh. Uh, just four years before she passed, mm. is leaping up and down on the stage <laughs> in her heels screaming how she's still here and that is just so elaine and joanne i just love how she's she's very physical and very like yes yes she does it all (laughs) yes i love her so much (gasps) wonderful oh my goodness we're getting down to the wire i know and i feel like in my head i'm already thinking of all of the honorable mentions that i'm not going to be able to narrow down but sure I'm at my number two now. You're at your number two. Oh my gosh. How am I even? Okay. I know I was supposed to prepare this, but I'm like, wow, but that one, that one, that one. Okay, okay, okay. Number two. (laughs) I'm going to say my number two is Laura Mananti in Parade, which I did with her. So I watched her craft this Uh and I like listened to her figure it out. 
and I witnessed her create this character, and I have never heard someone be able to access, like, that type of delicacy in her voice mm. with absolute, like, unwavering power. Like, what, what no, was her role in Parade? Could she, I ask, she played, like, what, um, what? Lucille. Mm-hmm. And what what oh so what is she in the plot? So so it's about a man who's uh co- wrongly convicted of murdering a fourteen year old girl. Um, oh wow! Okay. And, oh, okay. And it takes place in like in Georgia. I don't know what year. Maybe like mm-hmm. the early nineteen hundreds. Cut that out. Go for <laughs> I don't, don't want to like, hold it. Okay. <laughs> um, and so she is is Leo Frank's wife. And she's going to bat for him, basically, like, standing by his side while he's trying to plead his innocence. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there are a lot of kind of themes in this show that get into, like, there was no evidence. And it's also based on a real story. It's it's not mm-hmm. – it's based out of a real trial that happened. And in the end, mm-hmm. Leo Frank, this character, this human, was um, hanged for mm-hmm. murder. And uh, there was a lot of, like, iffy – you know, lack of evidence on how it got there and right. maybe yeah. some, some prejudice and bias that came into play in accusing him. And long story short, she plays his wife and she stands by his side mm-hmm. through all of it. And she mm-hmm. sings, if you haven't listened to her or if you haven't listened to this show in general, like listen to this music, it's, it's Jason Robert okay. Brown mm-hmm. and it is so rich and so beautiful. Um, but Laura's voice singing, you don't know this man. It's like, She's oh oh, it's so good. I love I love her vowels so yeah. much. Do you know She's what I so mean? So long with her, it's so long and right. Rich. And she like scoops a little bit on each uh-huh. one. Oh, yeah. I, have almost, you? Oh, go ahead. Have you seen the? This is such an obscure reference. <laughs> have you seen the Jerry Herman Kennedy Center Honors Awards? No. They do a performance for it, and she sings one of his songs time heals everything mm, and when yeah. she goes time heals and she everything. just just imagine her scooping and just like grabbing yeah. that word oh, yeah. do you know what i mean and she does it so and it's a belty song but she's not a beltress right and and she just like it's so crisp that's the word <laughs> i want her beltress. voice is so crisp and it's also yes. like she's savoring every word that she's yeah. saying it's like you can yes. hear her like really just chewing on these words that the mm-hmm. writers of whatever show she's doing have given her and right. i've just never it's seen it's almost operatic like it. mm-hmm. yeah yeah and she was acting alongside jeremy jordan so the two of them as a couple right. was a really fascinating like pair to to watch mm-hmm. and it was just mesmerizing and they were both so consistently on it and mm. uh, it was like one of the coolest moments in my career to get to see her build that part and then it was a one night only thing and it's on youtube actually you can watch the whole oh. thing you can watch her performance on online it's um at the lincoln center it's <laughs> not a bootleg it's not a bootleg it's it a not... it's a very legal okay. Okay. wonderful to my knowledge oh god <laughs> <laughs> wonderful i i it's so interesting whenever you see her play really serious roles because she's such a zany person she's in so real zany, life. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's so funny. I love her <laughs> so is. much. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, Serena, you're number two. My number two, straight to the point, is Joanna Gleason as the baker's wife in Into the Woods. Mm, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I 
I I loved reading about specifically the characters, and me and Evan are reading the uh, Stephen Sondheim look. I made a hat, finishing a hat, whole thing. Um, uh. His books, and something I loved reading about was that. Um, well, yeah, they made up the baker and the baker's wife, um, but just that. So Steve, uh, Stephen Sondheim said that something about he doesn't like taking um, suggestions from actors. Um, but he said he's only taken one once, and it was from Joanna Gleason when they're in the middle of the scene where she's cheating on um, her husband with Cinderella's prince. Not really on purpose. Not really mm-hmm. on purpose. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> but she just goes, I feel like I'm in the wrong story. And he goes, yes. And that's where the line, um, what am I doing here? I'm in the wrong story. Wow. The whole thing comes in. Yeah. Yes. And... So the character of the baker and the baker's wife, they always said, are supposed to be kind of like these people that if they woke up in all these fairy tales and are like, they are their own characters, but they're mm-hmm. just like, this is a little weird. And right. she just they're has such that, a contemporary couple. Yes, and she just has that perfect kind of sarcastic, mm-hmm. just like, oh no, we can't give away our beans. She has perfect comedic timing, and I just think she is the perfect baker's wife uh-huh. in my eyes and and especially i think it's because she's a really interesting casting decision in my yeah. opinion partially because her and chip zine she could she's so much taller than he is <laughs> I love and that. so she's not she's just not the type of person who you'd expect to play the mother character mm. in a fairy tale she's very tall and very pretty and she just fits into it so well in this unique way that you never expect. Just some yeah. really genius casting with her for mm-hmm. that role. Mm. I love it. It's wonderful. So wonderful. Good. I needn't say anymore. It speaks for itself. Yes. <laughs> Evan. Okay, my number two, the first mentioning of this woman tonight is, of course, Patty Lupone oh. in Evita. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and Patty, I. I I can't believe every time I listen to it how well her voice is suited oh, yeah. to the yeah. to that impossible music that Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote. It's so hard. And I think Ava Perone is possibly the hardest vocal performance to give, not just because of the crazy notes that you have to hit. Like she sings entire verses with the same note that's the finale to everything's coming up roses and Mm. stuff like that and but not only that but she's also singing for like most of the show yeah and no one else can do that and every time i listen to rainbow high Mm. and she has such conviction and such such power Uh in what she says and whenever you get a show like this that's really rife Avida is about Eva Perón who was the former first lady of Argentina who was revered they like thought of her as the second coming of Jesus and she died very young Mm -hmm. Um, but she was a very intense woman where that intensity is driven differs based off of whether Mm -hmm. you're not whether or not you pay attention to the musical or what her fans would say about her. Um, But so there's a lot of political things in the plot, a lot of things that are hard to wrap your brain around, especially when they're being sung quickly to you. Mm -hmm. But even if you can't pick out 
all the little tidbits about like the descamisados and stuff like that mm-hmm. the power with which she just like throws these phrases at you yeah, and stuff incredible. like that with everything and one of the greatest tony performances ever oh, so yes. iconic mm. um so yes. i keep i've been doing that this whole time right <laughs> <laughs> just her arms up um, right <laughs> which she originated i yeah. remember her telling a story where they originally wanted to have her for those who don't know Ava Perone's, at least in the musical Evita, her famous pose is her with both her hands up. And very straight hands. Yes, very right straight. Out in front of her. Whereas Patty went, I don't do this, I do this, and extended her arms all the way up <laughs> and was all bombastic. She's just such a huge performer, mm-hmm. and I love her to death. Oh, love her. Yes. Love her. So good. This is for yes. you, Patty. This mm. is. <laughs> We have entered now the era of honorable mention. Let's make these quick. Quick, okay. rapid fire. Oh, God. Snack size. Okay, honorable mention, um, um, Eden Espinosa in Once a, uh, singing Once Upon a Time in Brooklyn. Have you guys seen this? Oh, right. Have you heard this? Actually, when I just watched her perform this very recently. <laughs> and, yeah, so... Such great vocals, it's such insane. a genuine performance. She's yeah. just scrolling like an F. I mean, right. she's singing notes <laughs> that I didn't know we were allowed to sing. And she's <laughs> doing it just with her jaw dropped and her arms yep. up and then like reckless abandon. She just does yes. Yes. another I... famous alphabet. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Her <laughs> voice I, is just like unstoppable. Um, and then yes. the other right. one that I'm thinking, like, can I say one more honorable mention? Yeah. Totally. Go um, for it. Yeah. Grace McLean in uh, Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1980. Yes. yes. I actually thought about putting her yeah. on because, oh, my God, her voice is so unique it's so and crazy. so crazy. Oh it's and crazy. her growl. Like, yeah, I've it's... tried to do that, and it hurts. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dave Malloy partners with a lot of singers who can just do the wackiest yes. things with their voices. Yeah, yeah. Because he's so experimental. Yeah. Yes, I love Wonderful. her. And also just a great role. Yes. That, that Such role a good is so role. amazing. I, I always, Natasha, Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, it's based off of War and Peace. And it's one of those shows that I just like, no back to front because of how yeah. much I've listened to it. Mm-hmm. And I always, I cannot stop <laughs> myself from singing along whenever <laughs> she comes in. Yes, it's I incredible. love her. Yes. Yes. Um, so my two honorable mentions, I will first say my first one is Kelly O'Hara in South Pacific. So good. Oh my yes. God. I, I just, love Kelly O'Hara. I, she is wonderful. And I just think this role was perfect for her. She's great in everything. But just honestly, when I see the Tony performances of, of this, I'm just like, she brings everything that is needed. She's such for this an character. effortless, yeah. effort, she, effortless so much, performer. So much energy and joy and everything, and just when um oh what she's is so his, gorgeous when in like the romantic <laughs> scene she's being held she's just oh, and I'm like I feel everything right. she's feeling she's wonderful I need it need I say more yes, yes. um and then second Sutton Foster and thoroughly modern Millie sure uh-huh. you can't she's, go without it. As we've mentioned Sutton Foster before. Mm-hmm. What more do She's I need to say? But that's kind of her, her, her biggest, breakout. Her mm-hmm. breakout. Yeah. Wonderful. Totally. My honorable mentions. Yes. So mine already been mentioned. Stephanie J. Block in Falsettos. Yes. Yep. Purely Love her. because <laughs> she, I I think it's so interesting that with a character like Trina, who's like very, very raw and very niche, they mm-hmm. that they got a performer who's just one of those 
crazy good singers. Yeah. And so that just allows her to bring all these cool character moments mm-hmm. to what she's doing. Yeah. Like in the moment where she says, I'll wait for you. I'm not even going to try singing it. But she hits this crazy high note and she's just holding it and looking back and forth. And then she realized that they want her to leave the room and she goes, oh, okay. But she in turns to leave while still just sustaining <laughs> this like crazy little high note. Wow. She's amazing. My second is, this is very specific. Okay. Jane Howdy Shell in Follies. Oh. Because this is, it's so crazy. She played um, the role of Hattie Walker, Mm -hmm. and it's this teensy-weensy little role (laughs) that gets one song and does nothing else in the plot, (laughs) and that song is Broadway Baby. Yep. Mm. But with that one song, she was in the revival of it with Bernadette (laughs) Peters, um, in that one song, she got a Tony nomination. Oh my gosh. Because she brings so much, she comes on and she looks at the audience and she just does a little look like, you know what's going to (laughs) happen. And then she goes right into it and she's such a, she just plays this really cool, real person and she's so scrappy and funny and like old, but also extremely young Mm -hmm. and I'm so obsessed with it. I've probably watched her perform that song more than any other performance I've ever just, Mm -hmm. like, sat and watched Uh on YouTube. Because she just kills that song. Yeah. Mm. There's so much... She's so genuine in it. Mm. Anyways... My, my, my. Oh, We're in the home my, stretch my, my, now. My home stretch. Down to Allie, the wire. we are down to the, the, the question we've all been waiting for, <laughs> Allie. Allie, Allie, tell me, Allie, what is your number one? My number one of all-time top favorite performances by a female is Alice Ripley in Next to Normal. Yes. Come on. Come on. It is such a hard role, too. I know. It's... Talk about get being given the material, but then you have to execute it. Yeah. <laughs> it is so hard. I watched that show, I think, ten times on Broadway. I was really overwhelmed by how much I loved it. Also, I'm right. pretty sure that that show is what made me want to go and study psychology just because, like, mm-hmm. the, the theatrical plot twist right. and, yeah. like, the mental illness that everyone on that stage was dealing with made me, yeah. like, so interested in the, you know, connection, the encounter between theater and mental health. But to see Alice do that show the way that she did it consistently time and time again and then come out in stage door and you know she signs her autograph as bubble letters so that she has more time with each person that she's signing the playbill for she is such a sweet person she's wildly awesome like she i've never seen that and she just has (laughs) this i mean pouring out of emotion she is just absolutely exuding the grief and the sadness and the joy and the mania of this character yeah and and she is such a unique and sincere individual so like such a such a a different character like i I don't Mm. know how to explain it it's it's just very well put for her she is without Next to Normal, it's not a show that I particularly want to explain too much about because it's kind of the only show I know that has a plot twist. Yeah, yeah. Um, And the the plot twist is a lot of what it is. Um, 
but she plays um, a mother who is struggling with severe um, bipolar depression Mm -hmm. um, and going through a lot of psychosis and stuff like that. But what I love so much about her performance is that in a single line, she can transition from being a middle-aged mother to being a young teenage wonders girl to being an old wary tired woman Mm -hmm. do you know what i'm talking about she can do it in in i miss the mountains she in one line she can transition just through all of these different things yeah she really is giving us like such a three-dimensional character we're seeing this whole human Mm -hmm. like everything that's brought her up to this point as opposed to just like getting what whatever was just on the page she's bringing this like flesh to that character Mm -hmm. that i right was so moved by and like so beautiful yeah yeah just amazing yes a good choice yes Um, so my number one, we have talked about this performer. She's wonderful. <laughs> Mine is Patti Lapone as Mama Rose. <laughs> yes! In the musical that I like to call Rose the Musical. <laughs> because we don't want to say the title. Because um, it's not great anymore. Um, uh, not that it ever was. Talk about it, Serena. All right, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I've seen... I don't know how to explain it. There are so many clips of, like, all the different Mama Roses singing. Everything's coming up roses and, like... Each of them incredibly unique and bring oh, their yes. own amazing things to the oh, role. Oh, of course. Angela Lansbury kills me every time yes. still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Patty, just no matter what scene it is, she just brings that deeper, like, a little bit of resentment. And just whenever I see her perform Rose's turn... The way she just, I, you can't see me. She feels like, it feels like she's about to murder you. Exactly. Which is <laughs> yeah. exactly what that needs to be. Right. She, she runs out and she's. I yes. know. Guttural. And what is that one note at the end of Everything's Coming Up Roses where she just uh. hits, for me and for ya. And she just hits this straight tone yeah. belt. Mm-hmm. And you're like, so she sings it perfectly. And she just brings exactly what's needed from the character. And I think it's, once again, a role that. Is kind of made for her her typecast, like right. it, it fits her perfectly. She is that, and yet came so long before her career yes, even started. Totally. Mm-hmm. That that strong women woman, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean also insane yes. and menacing and treats her children horribly. Yeah, but persistent she, and right. ambitious. And, yes, and such such a force of nature. Yes, and mm. she carries. Everything in her voice and in her acting mm-hmm. is just so strong and is everything that Mama Rose needs to have. I know. She so gives you a look and it's simultaneously like she wants to like uh, pull you into her breast and then, and then snap, snap your, your neck. neck. <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah. when she does it. It's so wonderful and, and, and scary all of and the exciting. Des- and all of the desire and every time like the I had a dream. Yeah. It's she mm-hmm. just through her teeth just needing it to happen mm-hmm. right and it's wonderful my favorite female performance yes. i could watch it time and time again so good. evan what is your number one my number one. Oh my goodness i'll oh my god i might start crying talking about this performance i know what it is because i was gonna watch it <laughs> yes. and i was like evan if i watch it and i really like it can i put it as my number one like, i said no. no it's mine <laughs> um um it is christine ebersole yes. in Grey Gardens, yes. where she plays 
both Big Edie Beal and Little Edie Beal. And this is a role that literally gives the actor every task to Mm -hmm. go about. Because the first act, she entirely has to have the Golden Age musical theater charm. She has to be witty and fancy free Mm -hmm. and um, all these different things. But also have this very poetic... um, uh, beauty to her and stuff mm-hmm. like that and all these different things but then in the second act when she plays little Edie Beale who is a daughter who's been essentially trapped she's, by the mother she was just playing in the first she's act. She's playing two completely different yeah, people. Yeah she um, it's all of a sudden this really contemporary modern sort of human mm-hmm. humor mm-hmm. zany <laughs> out there and then when the emotional parts comes in, it's this very guttural, broken sort of thing that you don't really get from Golden Age musicals. But mm-hmm. she does it all. Mm-hmm. And every and she does such a great impression of the real little Edie Beale, who mm-hmm. is um, everyone knows from the Grey Gardens documentary. Um, and it's just so iconic, the way she has all these different uh songs that she has to do there's revolutionary costume for day where she has to be like really like this and all over the place and then um she has will you where it's so gorgeous and like it's like a swan Mm -hmm. going to sleep Mm -hmm. or something (laughs) and then she and then she does around the world where all of a sudden she's screaming about being locked up in a house for 20 years mm-hmm. and hating her mother wow. and all these things. And she does it all. And it's the most chill inducing mm-hmm. performance you'll ever see mm. tear jerking. It's so amazing. And Oh my goodness. It's so her. It's so Christine Ebersole. And she has, I'm talking so much. It's it's very hard but to get she, in everything you feel right, about your number one. But her <laughs> voice is the most beautiful thing you will ever hear. And the way she does it so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I, I can go on and on and on. It's amazing. I honestly feel like I didn't give my number one as much justice as, as it deserved. <laughs> uh, we, we couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't. There's you, no, you well, need there's, to watch it. Well, well, there's no yeah. way that our explanations can really give justice for, to the performance, and there's no way that our lists can give justice to the amount of amazing women that oh, have yes. danced across the Broadway stage. The hardest thing, yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> I mean. But thank you so much for thank joining you, us, Allie. Allie. Thank you for having me. It was very fun yes, to get to go back and revisit some of my favorite female yes. powerhouse yes. performances. Just, just the excuse to go back and watch them. Yeah, under yeah, these circumstances was a gift enough. Yeah, I've got 10 more both of you to go and just right. do a little, oh, yes. let me just Have you seen Christine Ebersole in Grey Garden? Have you seen the her? The thing I'm going to do right now is definitely not look is for a watch back. it. Of course. You're, you will not definitely do that. And when you legally. don't, definitely. you will love it so much. I will definitely <laughs> legally. Right. <laughs> yes. Like, you will legally watch it. Yes. Uh, you will buy a ticket. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, because and travel back to 2007. Yes. I'm well on my way to a good 2007 my limited two scarves are are there for me well thank you so much much. (laughs) all right everyone Everyone, let's let's take five. five